our study on tonight is living faith in action. Living faith in action. We mostly will be dealing in the book of James and there are some refer scriptures that we may touch base on as we go. But our main book is the book of James and it is we'll be in the in chapter one. Amen. That how James is dealing with our way of faith, how we should really actually look at faith as in the way that it should be. Amen. So when we look at living faith in action, we first must deal with the word living. Living, it is pursue a, a, a it is the pursuit of lifestyle, of a lifestyle of a specified type or a specific type, a way of life also speaks of making one's home in a particular place or with a particular person. It means not dead having life and currently active. It's about the characteristic and state or mode that separate a living thing from a dead matter. Amen. For you to live, you must die out unto God that you might become alive and experience life beyond your human flesh. Jesus said, I came to give you life and that more abundantly. Therefore, life in Christ is far more rewarding than just living in your fleshly mind. Amen. You found that out as you became acquainted with Christ that you didn't think that your inside living, not your outside, because you know a lot of times we base things on the outside, but your in, you didn't understand and know that your, your inside living could be as good as it is today. Come on, somebody. It almost... Uh, has a tendency of blocking a whole lot of stuff out of your mind and out of your spirit that you, that you can uh, uh, feel and remain free to live a life that Christ has uh, had ordained for us to live. Amen. Without full of being worried and frustrated about everything that come down your way. Without being frustrated and worried about where is your next meal going to come from. Amen. All this happened when God gave us a new life. So let's deal with faith. Complete trust or confidence in someone or something. It's a strong belief in God are in the doctrines of a religion based on spiritual apprehension rather than by proof. We know that the Bible says 
Faith is the substance, the assurance of things hoped for, and the evidence, the conviction of things not seen. Christian faith is often discussed in terms of believing God's promises, trusting in his faithfulness, and relying on God's character and faithfulness to act. Amen. We, our faith should tell us that God is faithful to what he said he going to do without us having to doubt him. Faith moves into a new dispensation in the teaching of Jesus Christ. Now your faith must include belief in the new covenant made by the blood of Jesus including his death, burial, and his resurrection. Come on, somebody. Which is the plan of God, the Father. Understanding of the term faith differs among various Christian traditions. Despite these differences, the Bible says there is one Lord, one faith and one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Therefore, your faith must line up or be found in the one God and not many religions. Y'all hear that? Your faith don't rely in religion. Your faith ought to be relying in God. Come on, somebody. Because a whole bunch of religion is contaminated. Amen. Everything that said church ain't church. Everybody that said God ain't God either. Come on, somebody. Everybody that said I'm saved ain't saved either. So you got to be particular about what you eat. You got to be particular about what you believe. You got to search for the facts about God. Amen. Action. We didn't deal with faith. We didn't deal with living. Now we got to deal with the action of the subject. The action of the subject is the fact or process of doing something. Typically to achieve an aim. Action is taking steps to getting something complete or accomplished. It's a performance in act or deed. An act that one consciously wills and that he may be characterized by physical or mental activities. Therefore, action is symbol to move. Operation, procedures, proceeding, steps, and tactics. When you combine the three together, we must have a lifestyle which shows us in faith, and therefore we put our faith into action 
by the way we live by it. So then your life, your faith comes, your, your faith comes alive and it shows action that it exists. We don't judge our God by what we see, but we depend on him by what we believe. By what we believe in him, our life proceeds with positive attitude, causing our faith to go into operation, moving toward pleasing God. And here's the catch that our faith supposed to move toward pleasing God and not ourselves and not others. Amen. Living faith don't allow you to sit down on God. Living faith don't allow you to sit down on God because you, you because of you to react upon the word of God, taking divine steps in your life. Amen. Because God's word was written by his divine spirit. And gave to men, inspired men to write. So therefore, his word became alive. And he has sent it forth that it may live in us. If the word of God don't live in us, guess what? We walk in dead, folks. Come on, somebody. The book of James talks about faith as Working during trials and temptation. Faith that work through proper response to the word of God. Working faith instead of false or faith. Faith working against partiality. Faith that work in teaching. Faith that work against worldliness and etc. So let's look into the wisdom of James in his epistle. So we're going to read James chapter 1 and we're going to read verse through 5 and hold up. Amen. So if you got it, say amen. So let's begin reading at the first verse of James 1 verses 1 through 5. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptation, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have a perfect work, that you may be perfect, entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that give it to all men liberally and upbraid it not, and it shall be given him. Now, trials of life is coming. Trials of life is going to hit everybody's door. Saint and sinner alike. You're going to face some type of life issues and circumstances. 
Some of them would bring you the pain. Some of them would bring you to physical, bring you the pain, some physical and some spiritual. It all depicts where you're seating or where your seat is in your season. Come on, somebody. Because sometimes we can be in our season and don't know that God is trying to deal with us and we don't take the right seat in the right season that we're in and sometimes we let our season go by without progress. Let that soak in. When God is dealing with you, you need to deal. A lot of times, people don't deal in their season, and a lot of times, they miss the call. They miss the purpose. They miss the reason that God was taking them through that season. Everything that God do in a saint's life is, life is for teaching. And if God don't teach you, you don't grow. And if you don't grow, you stay stagnated. Come on now. You stay a runt. Come on now. A grown person without a spiritual mind. Bad place to be. Come on now. Trials will come from the world. Trials gonna come from Satan. Or uh, some of your trials, God just gonna allow you to go into. Huh? He gonna allow you to go into it, into the life of saints, and sometimes we gonna fall. Hmm. Haven't we been there before, y'all? But God used your fall. You hear me now? God will use your fall to cause you to grow from your failure to produce spiritual maturity. Wow. Come on now. You know that old saying, best lesson is a talk one. <laughs> Sometimes God has to let us go through some things to teach us. Why? Because we won't come and follow the Spirit of God, so He has to allow us to bump our heads. Huh? Amen. All you got to do is walk up on a, 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 a low overhead one time and let your head hit one of them beams up there. I bet when you go back through there again, you'll be ducking a little lower. Huh? Come on, somebody. Because sometimes it might have left a cut up there to remind you that you bumped that big head when you, when you went under that overpass. Amen. So, but the scripture says in verse 2, count it all joy. All. All. Count it all joy. Come on now. You ain't jumping around dancing because you 
something. I'm going through something. Come on, somebody. I got trials today. That ain't the kind of joy you're talking about. Amen. Because guess what? He know that ain't the kind of joy you're going to have. Come on now. Count it mean to labor it or tag what you're going through so when you come out of it, you won't return back into it again. That's the joy you can count on. Come on, somebody. You got to tag and labor what you're going through, Marsha, so I don't have to go through it again. Huh? I can get some joy that I made it out on the other side and I learned something while I was in there. You got to tag, label it, the stuff you face. And God said, here, face it with joy of the Lord. Not your physical joy. Not your fleshly joy, but your joy in the Lord that God is still keeping you. And since God is still keeping me, I'm going to walk through this thing by faith. Huh? Because the Bible tells me that weeping uh, 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 may last for a night, but Joy comes in the morning. So I walk by faith looking for my joyous end of the situation that I'm in. I'm not out of it, but I'm looking for the end of it by faith in God because he is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. So this type of thing takes on faith. Come on, somebody. If you ain't exercising faith, you would never experience the positive outcome of it. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Come on, somebody. So, it don't mean that the only joy in a saint's life comes from adversity but he is advocating he's teaching you an attitude he's teaching you a different attitude than what you had from your past life he's teaching you a different attitude to be positive thinking about what God can do what God will do come on now and what he gonna do because you waiting on him to do it Now. So what you need, and so he's teaching you how to depend on him. So you uh, 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 you are not going to steal. You gonna tell the devil you are not going to steal my joy, which God has given me. Even though you're going through, you gonna tell him you're not gonna have me with my head hanging down like a willow tree. Come on, somebody. And then you're going to turn around and say, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me, so the world can't take it away. 
That is, you got to walk by that by faith, baby. Because guess what? You still suffer to be, you might have to use that being in the hot seat. You will have to use that being in the crisis of your life. Come on now. We got to rely on the fact that the scripture tells us that God is a very present help in the time of trouble. Huh? Your faith has got to say the same thing. God is a very present help. And I'm looking for him to show up. Amen. Saints are to rejoice in the Lord for his existing grace uh, and his mercy. Uh, you might be going through, but guess what? Grace and mercy is still on your behalf. You might be suffering, but guess what? Grace and mercy still is working on your behalf. So you got to have, you got to rejoice that God still is giving you grace and mercy. Amen. Which comes, which came to form us, form us according to God's will. Everything that a saint go through, it is for his growth. Unless he step out of the will of God, when he step out of the will of God, it's coming because of his mess. Come on now. Verse 3 says, knowing this, that the trial of your faith works patience. In James chapter 1. Often in testing and trying, saints get bitter instead of getting better. Huh? Have you noticed that when we're going through some stuff, a lot of times it causes us to get bitter about things, get bitter about folk, instead of us getting better in our walk with God, instead of us really sticking uh, 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 close to trying to get closer to God, we turn around and we do just the opposite. We get farther back away from Him. Because of the way that we view things, the way we view what we're going through, the way we grab hold or gravitate to attitudes that is not suitable for the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. Hmm. Causing you not to spiritually grow. Every saint of life, what they go through, guess what? If it don't kill you, it ought to make you better. Huh? It ought to cause you to mature in an area that you were failing in. Come on now. Just like the analysis that I use. If you going under that over, under overpad and bump that big head of yours, you ought to grow that you don't bump it no more. That you drop a little bit lower the next time you go through. They call that wisdom. <laughs> I 
The Greek word for train is dokinion, translated as approving. God has to approve you. You need God's approval stamp on your testing and your trials. Come on, somebody. <coughs> Before you can go to the next step. You in school, you can't go to the next grade until you get approved. Come on now. So therefore, every saint alike, it must be some growing in your life. And some things that causes us to grow are not everything that is pleasing to our appetite. Some things is to come to shake us up out of the appetite that we're in so that we can get in the will of God. Come on now. If God don't break you, he can't make you. Huh? Come on now. Saints, which God can use the most, is those that can take it. Huh? That can go through something. Come on now. Amen. Do you not know that everybody that picks up a Bible and read it and know it, yet still they cannot be a pastor because they don't have what in them that it takes to be one. That's a hard job. Come on, somebody. It's like the announcer that they used, that the pastor used the other day. It, it may be easy for you to be an evangelist. Come on, somebody. Because you tell what you got to tell and you hit the door. But the pastor is left to deal with each and every individual spirit that's in the house of God. Right or wrong, he still got to deal with it. So guess what? So therefore, he must have a spirit that does not break under pressure. And with us, we'll we, we, we break under the word of God. It don't take pressure. All it takes is the word of God and we break. <laughs> but you got to get to the point that you stop breaking. Yes, ma'am. Stay in the word of God. Stay in the spirit of God. Keep calling on God. Stop looking at what you're going through. You ain't no different than nobody else. Everybody go through some stuff. Stop pampering on what you're going through. And a lot of times, a lot of times, our problem is we pamper on what we're going through. Poor is me. Huh? I can't do it. Get out of the I can't. You got to start having a positive attitude. I'm going to please God at whatever cost. I'm going to do what God says at whatever cost. 
This thing, what we're talking about tonight, is faith. It ain't about what you're going through. It's about what you're relying on. Trials and tests, everybody, I mean, you're going to go through all the time. The devil don't leave nobody but for a season. And then some of it is already in you. You have to battle those things that you taught, that you were taught, and then the sins that are left in you. A lot of folks think just because they got the Holy Ghost that that old man, them old attitudes, and that old person left. No, it didn't. It's still there. The old desire for the old sins and everything that you used to do, you still have that desire in you. And so that's why people, you can't blame that on the devil. You got to get rid of that stuff because the Bible tells uh, the saint of God, we got to die daily. We got to crucify our flesh. And, and the problem is we won't kill that stuff off. It's still there. Every curse word when you were 5, 10, 20, 30, 40, whatever age you are now, everything that you've done is still imprinted on your mind. Every taste that you ever taste, if you ever tasted alcohol and all that, you still know what all that stuff tastes like. But the problem is when saints bag up, they backslide and go back to what they start doing something that they did. That thing just get even. That desire gets bigger and 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 uh, grows. And because they went back and it's like now they've got a, a, a appetite that is out of control. And then you got to do your first works over. Mm -hmm. So uh, so a lot of things is that uh, you're gonna have to just be uh, go to maturity. And see, and that's one thing that. As a baby saints, you're not going to grow overnight. No, and you look at even kids that try to, to be adults, they missed out on their childhood. Mm -hmm. Because they, they try to jump from one stage to the other, and it don't work. Mm -hmm. It don't work. You have to take the baby steps in God until God, uh, 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 it's, it's like a foundation. You got to get the baby things. Then move to the uh, 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 toddler, then on on up because you know God's not gonna take you. Not God's not gonna let you jump over stages. I don't care who you are, and you're gonna go through some things, things that you gotta go through may not be the thing that I had to go through. But the things that I had to go through, you might not be able to take it. You know, because you don't know what God sent me through and what the things that I had to face in coming up to this point. So, you know, it, 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 every person's trials are their trials. So don't try to compare your trials with somebody else's trial. You just got to go through what God got you going through. And then a lot of times, too, when you're going through your trials, stop trying to hang on to stuff that you want to hang on to. Hello, somebody. Sometimes we want to give God all, we want to give God the basket. Guess what? 
but we want to keep some goodies out of the basket. Come on. And it don't work like that with God. If God come for the basket, you give God the whole basket. Yes, sir. Yeah, a lot of it is, is is your mind. If you were you had a weak mind and you were gullible out there in the world, it's gonna be hard for you to be uh, a saved because you got a weak mind. Everything is a sin, and and now everything now you, you're dealing with the fact that you're in a new area in your life and you don't know how to go, and you're trying to. A lot of people try to move forward. And you can't move forward faster than God take you. Absolutely. And and you've got to get your mind set to follow Him, not lead Him. Mm -mm, you got to follow. You got to follow the Holy Ghost. You got to follow teaching. You got to follow what is laid down. That's why you got a lot of folks in the church, even in this ministry, they should be well up the road in spiritual maturity, but they're not. Because they choose to not to follow, and they choose not to go through their tests and trials, mm -hmm. and that is the whole problem. People think uh, that their anointing is is all they need. No, no, no. You got to have the ability to go through your tests and trials. That's how you're saved, and that's how God determines whether you're holy or not. If you can't go through your tests and trials, I don't care how long you've been in the church. You, you ain't saved like you are. You are a babe. You're carnal. Every time you turn around, you miss church. Every time you turn around, you somewhere crying when you should be in the house of God. Every time you turn around, you acting like a baby saint. You get in your feelings. We must go on unto perfection. perfection. Mm -hmm. Amen. So we're in an era now that faith is essential. If you're at this point, if you can't take the word of God and walk by faith, you're not walking at all. Do y'all hear me? It's not about our presence in the trial. And here's the, here's the, the, the problem here. We are so concerned about our present state in the trial. But what we ought to be looking at is our victory over the trial when we come out of it. Your faith ought to be looking far ahead of how victorious you're going to be coming out of what you're going through. Did, did, did y'all hear that one? Your faith ought to tell you how victorious you going to be when you come out of what you're going through. They call that spiritual maturity. Amen. Because why you said spiritual maturity? Because you're looking to a spiritual God. To bring you out of the situation that you are presently in. You might be in a natural situation, but the spiritual God that you serve will bring you out, giving you spiritual maturity. Come on, somebody. That you don't let things that you see all the time shipwreck you. 
Ah. Verse 4 says, but let patience have a perfect work, that you may be perfect entire, wanting nothing. Patient, patient. Nobody know, nobody wants to wait on God. They want to get ahead of God. You can't get ahead of God. You can't get ahead of your trial. You're going to go through it. Come on, somebody. So guess what? When you got to go through it, go through it with patience. Dependence. See, when you're going through it with patience, your faith tells you that I am dependent on God. So he's going to bring me out when it's time for me to come out. You ain't coming out no time soon. You ain't coming out a day early. Come on, somebody. You can fool around and get stayed in there a couple more days. Huh? Because you ain't doing it the way God expected for you to go through that. Huh? So you can wind up being in there longer than it really takes. The children of Israel had what? How many days they had to get out of the wilderness? It was a short time and they wind up staying out there 40 years. They had not know what it was. They had a full day and they stayed in there 40 years because they didn't know how to go through that trial. So you can prolong what you got to go through with God. Come on, somebody. Amen. Some of you be saying, Lord, why I ain't, I ain't got no further than where I am. Check out what you've been going through and how you went through it. Huh? Did you go through it faithfully? Huh? Okay. Did God miss you every time your big toe was hurting? Huh? I got a headache so I ain't got time to fool with God tonight. Come on, y'all. Go ahead, Pastor. And a lot of folks mess up when they try to take folks in the trial with them. Yep. And that prolongs it as well. Your trial is designed for you. Not nobody else in the house. Your spouse got their own trial. You got your own trial. But a lot of times when we don't pay attention to what God said. And you notice, don't nobody understand what you're going through. Nobody. No, sir. You can whine and cry. Whine. That means it's personal for you. And stop getting in your feelings and stop getting mad because God sent that trial especially for you. That was custom made for you. And when you're trying to wiggle out of it and trying to wiggle out of your responsibility to go through, you know, because God sees something down in you, if you don't get rid of it now, it's going to cause you more problems down the road. And so if, and, and, and when, when we, oh, I can, we call our friend, oh, yeah. And you know, you got some folks that just call you when they're in trouble, when they're down, when they're depressed. When they're going through, you can't hear from them when it's going good, but it's bad when they're synced. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and, and I'm glad you mentioned that because it, 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 it is a true fact that every time 
we are going through, we want to drag other folks in it. And that's the worst thing you can do. Because you know what you do? You start taking their advice, trying to get out of your situation. And you don't do nothing but worse than it. Shut your mouth and go through. Can I, can I say it like I want to say it? You talk too much. Huh? You communicate with the wrong one. You're supposed to be communicating with God, but you want to communicate with every Tom, Dick, and Harry about what you're going through. God going to beat your tail. It don't make no difference who you run to. So you just want to take your darn whooping. Come on, somebody. Take your whooping like you ought to take it so you can come out of it. Because I've been there. I know. I ain't telling you something that I heard. God going to tell you tail up whether or not you go and talk to anybody about it or not and you ain't come out of it until he get through with you. Yes, sir. God is just like the judge. When you break the rules, if it's six months, a year, ten years, you're going to do your time. You're going to do it. You are going to do your time. And that's why you, that's, when you see saints that have not grown, they won't do their time. And God's not going to pass you, might go, uh, pass you on to adulthood. Uh -uh. You're going to be a retarded saint of God. Yep. You're going to go through it. Come on, somebody. Verse 4 said, But let patience have a perfect work, that you may be perfect entirely, wanting nothing. But let your endurance and your steadfastness be with patience. You got to be steadfast. Amen. Our natural response in a trial is to escape from it. <laughs> Anybody that ever went through something, always when they're going through, want to take out running. I'm looking for a way out. Somebody give me a way out. But God intend is for you and us to grow into it for maturity. You know what? You can't tell somebody how to go through a situation if you ain't never experienced the situation. How can you give somebody some wisdom advice on how to go through something that you ain't experienced? Huh? Now, it don't tell you, oh, let me run out here and get me some experience so I can tell some. No, you don't want God to do that to you, sweetie. You just need to deal with what God deal with you in. Huh? Because some things out there you can't deal with. Come on, somebody. Some things out there take you over the edge and you might not get back. So be careful when you go out there dibbling and dabbling. You cannot escape what God expects for you to go through. You can't get away from it. You, you, you lost that when you came to the house of God. You lost that when you came under the blood of Jesus Christ. You lost that when you became property of God. Now God has to deal with you. 
Come on, somebody. If you didn't want God to deal with you, you should have stayed out there in the street. Come on, somebody. But when you chose to come into the house of God and be a part of God's family, God is going to deal with you. And you ain't going to get around it. For the most part, what you need to go through, the strength, the energy of the word, it comes over the pulpit. Uh -huh. You're not eating. Mm -hmm. It comes ahead of time. Most of the time, if God, God don't wait until you get jacked up in a trial no. to send the word. Your word always comes ahead of time. But you just ain't paying attention. You just ain't eating it. Yep. And, and you know, and, and and it's a shame when you come to church and your mind is closed. The word can't reach you. Absolutely. God, you know, when, when every time the nation of Israel got ready, God got ready to send them in bondage. He told them before. Every time before, even before you get ready to go in trial. There's always a warning. Mm -hmm. The Holy Ghost and, and, and the Holy Ghost always try to talk, but because of so much rebellion is in the hearts of the saints, it's your heart God is after. Mm -hmm. And ain't nothing in your life gonna work out right. Because God's gonna whip you. You're like a bad child. Mm -hmm. Gonna keep getting whooped and keep getting whooped. You better pray God don't get tired of dealing with you. And some of you, God been dealing with you in your in, in your sleep. God been dealing with you in dreams. God been trying to correct you when you were in your unconscious state because when you are conscious, you got so much on your mind you can't hear God. And God is not going to allow you not to hear what he has to speak about in your life. Come on, somebody. You might have thought it was brown beans and cornbread that kept you woke. Hmm. Come on, somebody. You might have thought it was a bad dream because you saw a snake walking on two legs. Hit it your way. <laughs> Come on, somebody. But God will try to tell you something. Come on now. And who's to say that you were the snake that was walking on the two legs? Yep, us Holy Ghost. said something right there that hit the nail right on the head and I think they missed it. That's why I wanted to uh, when God take your sleep from you uh -huh. remember in the Bible the kings David, David and all of them when God was dealing with them they could not go to sleep mm -hmm. that's one reason you, you know it's God. I just can't go take all the stuff all the night old and all that other God's still going to deal with you. <laughs> and that's the problem. We trying to ignore God and still trying to do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. He going to accept everything. And then, if, then if, you, if you don't adhere to what he's saying, when you take your sleep, 
Then he started taking your finances. Mm -hmm. Then he started messing with your family. Mm -hmm. Then he started messing with your health. Mm -hmm. You will wind up losing everything. And you want to blame the devil. The devil ain't that powerful. Nope. Not it's your child. God. That's right. Not in a child. Not trying child. to get you back on track. Yep. Absolutely. Not in a child of God life. He got to have permission. And when he started messing with you because God gave him permission because your head was hard. Because you did not want to walk in what you have been taught. When, yes, ma'am. Sleep. Well, Sometimes you may, wait, let, let, let me help you, let me help you. You, you. Them dreams, you need to write them down, pass them across the pastor. See what the pastor had to say. And sometimes me and him get together and we bounce dreams off each other's head. And see can we come up with a spiritual meaning of it. If we don't come up with nothing, we cast, we, we shut it down. <laughs> a new world. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Could be something God trying to use you in. So don't just. No, I wouldn't. I I I wouldn't label it as that. On the other side of you. Uh, the, your young maidens will see, uh, will have visions, uh -huh. and your old man's going to dream dreams. But see, that's right on point. If God is, 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 you need to find out what God, if what God is doing with you. And see, this is a problem. We take things nonchalantly. Uh-huh. In the Holy Ghost, you, uh, you uh, uh, Lord bless me. All right, I'm blessing you. You think it's the beans and cornbread. Uh-huh. I'm giving you a revelation. Uh, I'm giving you a code. I'm giving you a mystery. Mm -hmm. But if you don't seek God and pursue him, the giver of the dream, you'll never find out. Absolutely. It's like, it, 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 it was like for me, I use myself. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt I was called mm -hmm. to preach. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Denying it don't take it away. No, sir. So you've got to find out what is it that God is doing for you or what God is, through the Holy Ghost, what gift he's given to you because you don't want to see him and not know what he gave you because right. you're going to be in trouble. Right. There is a large margin of spiritual gifts in God. And we don't know what all they entail or who all he sent them to.
But if God be dealing with you, you need to go on a search why God is dealing with you. That's why I tell you to seek him diligently so that you can get a clear understanding what God is dealing with you on. And all your dreams, like I said, if you can remember them when you get up, write them down. Pass them across your pastor and see if there's any spiritual value to them. Because you know you never know whether or not it's a calling or not. Yeah. And when they like that, you can rest assured, pretty much, they God sent. It's about something. I remember somebody that's been climbing a ladder for a long time. Do I know that person? <laughs> been climbing a ladder for a long time. And guess what? Now they're coming to the reality that she that they ladder climbing. That they're moving on up. So you don't never know what God is doing and what God is talking about. cut through the chase until she had to go and see the pastor. Huh? So don't, don't, don't take your dreams as haphazardly when you especially when you are walking with God. Huh? And then also when you are disobedient to God. Come on somebody. He will warn you. And if you ignore the warning, guess what? There are consequences behind ignoring the warning. And the consequences is going to come. You can rest. You can take it to, to Bank America. You can take it to U.S. Bank. If you ignore the warning of God, consequences is coming behind it. You can bank on that. Take it to the bank. Matter of fact, you can take it there and sign my name to it. Yes, ma'am. Everything is not for right now. It's your future life. It's your future life in the kingdom of God. Yes, ma'am. Yep. <laughs> no. 
Il ne perd. You was in the fire. God trying to make you. Now you gonna allow him to make you, or you gonna get burned up? God is a consuming fire. No dreams of a private interpretation. Right. And so you have to kind of uh, be careful with that because you've got to seek God. He's the giver of, of the dream. dream. Absolutely. And so you can't, it wouldn't be wise for you to start running to one another because uh -huh. somebody's going to get trapped up. Amen. Absolutely. And so the thing, the thing about it is if, if you really want to know if it's from God, you, uh, your spirit already know. Because if you're in rebellion and God sends you a dream of fire, it ain't a good thing. It ain't a good thing. If you, uh, uh, for instance, Sister Carr talked about a new, something, the new word, and they said it was new. Okay, that could be the, uh, the world to come. Or anything, but she's got to find out what God is dealing with her about. Maybe He's trying to make a new Takara out of her. Right. You see what I'm saying? He's trying to take something old out of her and make her new. So you, you know, we we don't want to just get off on dreams, right? Because it's not of any private interpretation. Absolutely. Absolutely, Pastor. Let's get back to the scriptures. Our, as we said in verse 4, our natural response in a trial is to escape from the trial. And God is we in James chapter 1, verse 4 right now. I'm getting ready to move because time is going on. You cannot escape what God is expecting for you to go through. So you got to go through it with patience. Come on, somebody. You got to go through it with patience and, and, and tell God, help me through it, God. Because without your help, I can't make it. Then you need to sort the wisdom of God. Because the scripture said, if you like wisdom, let him ask of God that give it to all men liberally and upbraid it not. And it shall be given unto him. You got to ask God for wisdom by faith. This everything that we're dealing with here, you got to sort God faithfully and by your faith. You can't have hazardly serve God and thank God that's going to give you faithful wisdom. He ain't going to do it. Come on, somebody. Wisdom in this chapter referred to life trials. You need faith to go through your trials. Amen. Probably believers are granted wisdom because of the reason of the trial. And give them wisdom to go through the trial. We think that every piece of wisdom that God gives us is supposed to be by knowledge. But God's wisdom comes to help you to go through some things. God's wisdom helps you to go through the course. You know, our life is an obstacle course. And we need the wisdom of God to be able to, to, to maneuver through this obstacle course. 
Because if we don't get the wisdom of God, guess what? We're going to take